All right, to Australia's big agri-industry and beef, uh, exciting times. Prices are really high. Uh, we've seen some return to season, which has been great, um, but there are pressures playing out through the supply chains and into markets, not just around the normal demand and supply things, but also uh, COVID-19 and geopolitical pressures. Maddie, I might hand to you on beef. What are you seeing as the key strengths in our industry at the minute? Yeah, it's a matter of texture strength, isn't it? So we had last week the Eki breaking uh, record levels at almost 780 cents. So great, great news for for beef producers. That's really mainly because the slaughter levels are down massively, about 30% in the last year, um, and processors are having trouble getting hold of enough throughput, uh, even despite having some closures in Victoria and in Queensland. So uh, finished cattle prices are really strong in Victoria, particularly, but to a lesser extent in Queensland. And that that continued restocker activity, which keeps supporting the industry from week to week to week, still continues. We had some decent rain in New South Wales. It's had a really um, strong um, band for restocker cattle in the Queensland sales coming from the south, so coming from New South Wales and coming from Victoria. So... New South Wales is looking like it's going to have a strong season, so they're all ready to keep buying. There are a few downsides on the horizon, but given how cattle have performed so far, you you, can't, you couldn't be sure that these will ever even hit the hit the price. So exports are falling and falling strongly. Uh, we're down 24% year on year. That's mainly because of COVID, but China's just put a tariff on Australian beef because we've gone over our quota levels. Um, and still there's that really ongoing issue of Australian beef being really expensive compared to the rest of our competition from South America and from the US. Most particularly, exports to China are down massively. They're down about 60% year on year. While, strangely enough, US is stable and Canada's, Canada, of all places, is up. So the other really only other thing to talk about is the outlook for the herd rebuild where the female cattle slaughter rate is sitting at way too high to even be considered to be in rebuild phase. So we're looking for a long, prolonged period of low supplies. I think high prices, but um, it'll be interesting to see how um, post-COVID producers' intentions change um, when it comes to the rebuild. And what role is the domestic market having in all of this? Because... Um, we've seen interruptions to meat getting to shelf in the retail setting. We've got, you know, the butcher uh, demand experience has been incredibly strong. Um, can our domestic economy make up for um, what's otherwise proving maybe a more challenging world market as we seek to maintain price and rebuild our herd? It's certainly sitting so far. Um, as I said, <laughs> With exports increasing, uh, sorry, it's falling massively, you, most of that stock is coming onto the domestic market and then you still have processes still having difficulty getting through, throughput. So it all really comes down to that uh, yarding level and slaughter level. Um, if that starts to creep up, then we start looking at maybe the prices coming down a bit because processes can get that through, throughput and there's extra stock on the market. But that's not happening so far. And like I said before, the herd rebuild isn't happening yet. So those two factors, when they... When they hit each other, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that there'll be a huge influx onto the domestic market. Um, I'm not sure okay. what you think, Michael. Maddie, great point on the export markets and where they could go, particularly with some of the dynamics that we're seeing at the moment. One other point to add in there, I suppose, is the currencies. And one of the currencies 
that's really making an impact at the moment, well, are the ones across South America, the Brazilian ones, the Argentine ones, the Uruguayan ones. Their currencies are going way down against the US dollar, which is making their beef uh, even more attractive compared to Australian beef. And the impact of that is amongst all the other dynamics into the Chinese market, that becomes even more affordable for the Chinese. So that's another thing that beef exporters need to watch. Yeah, absolutely. They're not they're not exchange rates we ever really look at particularly closely, are they are they? But it it's it sort of all comes in as part of this looming wave that we've been expecting of of uh, export competition or export market competition. The US, we're expecting, you know, huge increases in output from them and the increased competition for the China market. And South America just it, it keeps going from strength to strength and keeps it keeps building into markets that Australia have been strong at. So it's certainly a, a risk on the horizon. Speaking of risks, um, if you're a producer right now and you're restocking at these high levels, what can they expect over the next you know, 6, 12, 18 months as they come back into the market to, to sell cattle? I don't know what the rest of you guys think, but I, I tend to think that prices will stay up fairly high. Like I said, that interplay between... But producers seeking to restock, um, and and the low slaughter rate and the low throughput rate. I can't see any huge jump which would drive prices higher. So you know maybe we can't expect the Eki to keep breaking um, breaking the, their ceiling um, each and every week. But you would I would certainly wouldn't be see, seeing them drop down to sort of levels we were seeing last year, unless, of course, there's some weather event or some external shock, external shock we hadn't thought about. Maddie, in terms of producers out there, and particularly the, the mixed farmers, and as we've seen in the past, the growth in, in mixed farming continues, uh, producers running cattle and sheep and grain, what do you think the impact of the current cattle prices may be on the breakdown or the mix between sheep, cattle and grain going forward in the next year or so? Yeah, that's a good one, especially as we're going to talk about uh, the sheep market next. They're a real schism between the two two livestock markets, even though most of the fundamentals are quite similar between them. So if we're tossing up between, say we're tossing up between sheep and cattle, obviously cattle are looking more um, more attractive right now. But at the same, at the same time, you know, sheep are always a little volatile, a little more volatile. So... Um, You'd probably be expecting them to bounce back at some time soon. So it's really it's a rather difficult set of circumstances for people um, in, in in mixed farming at the moment. As, and that always it probably really relies on weather.